It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 104. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Woo! You are in homecoming mode. I am! And unlike my actual homecoming, I might get some. <laughs> because unlike my actual homecoming, I have a date. <laughs> well, we'll see. Wait, I still I wait, haven't wait, seen I... anything about this corsage that you promised. I don't have a date? <laughs> I mean, you have a date, but I don't seem to have a corsage, and I was promised a corsage. So. Oh, do did your homecoming dates get you a corsage like three days before the event? No. Okay, just checking. I also need to know for your homecoming dates because this will affect whether or not I get a corsage. Did you put out for them when they got you a corsage? I'm not saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like this. It's very dicey. Very uh-huh. dicey. But we shall see. <laughs> so it's a big week in the world of Pelotonia. Yes. Uh, what do you have in store for them? Okay. Well, we have some more scuttlebutt on the whole lawsuit fiasco from Peloton. So we got to dig into that for sure. Uh, we're going to talk about the Peloton IPO. So that's interesting. We've got some news. In a way, it's been announced and we have the information. Correct. Kind of. Ish. But not really Right But we do Sort of And uh, we're gonna <laughs> I, I hate to even give this press But we're gonna talk about Echelon I'm sorry I think my headphones are cutting out Can you I check know. out It sounded like you said Echelon I know Okay uh, We also have uh, We have some news about some past guests That we're gonna talk about as well Awesome Yes And then of course our amazing interview with Brian I think uh, this is There is a specific reason Why this is one of the most memorable Interviews we've ever done Yeah there's a pretty funny moment in this one Yeah so uh, when you hear it I think you'll know You'll know It'll be pretty obvious when it happens But it's a pretty funny exchange yeah, it, it is Yeah uh, And then uh, I thought that we should Kind of have a little bit of an FAQ About homecoming Because I've been seeing Lots of questions the last few days uh, Everywhere but anyone reading The actual website So I thought we would address that That is all Awesome Well that sounds great Before we get to all that uh, Shameless plugs Don't forget we're available On Apple Podcasts Where you can go rate, review And subscribe We have a new review Yay This is from Darwin MBA Okay So I'm glad to see That Darwin had an MBA Yeah It's important There's a lot of important Theories he proffered Right And you wouldn't just want Some random Joe Throwing that stuff out Apologize to anyone Out there named Joe (laughs) And they say Thank you for making My morning commute better Aww Uh, Thank uh, You guys Are a blast Thank you Darwin MBA For the very nice review And say hello To your monkeys for us (laughs) Uh, That's all of that I guess Let's dig in Shall we Yes It's time For news Of the Paladin. The worm has turned. Sure has. We love turning worms. We do. The sewer has become the sued. Wait, no, sewer? <laughs> no. The Peloton sued somebody. <laughs> they sued the people who are suing them about music stuff. Yes, they 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 have filed a countersuit against the 
publishers, the music publishers, uh, the it, specifically the National Music Publishers Association. You know, I'm pretty excited about this because uh, we were right. So every I like once being, in a while. I like being right. Yeah, every once in a while. Um, and we were right without any help from the Peloton Prophet. So yes. that's important. So this was just us. It's time to go ahead and let them go. No. Oh, sorry. I just like if we if we've got it from here. No, no, thanks, no, no. But we're good. And we had a moment. Oh, okay. I'm, which I'm proud of. But like, we need the Prophet's help. You just hush. Hush. Sorry. I'm going to have to cut that out because I don't want the prophet to hear that. They already know. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some. I'm going to have to really fix this up, Tom. Okay. So um, the cross complaint was filed on Tuesday of this week. And according to the defendant, which would be Peloton, they have been working proactively to secure licenses. But the National Music Publishers Association has instigated a coordinated effort with some of its members to, quote unquote, fix prices and to engage in a concerted refusal to deal with Peloton, end quote. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. Yes. I wonder if so when when the National Music Publishers Association, did I get the name right? You did. Association. Did I say that? N-M-P-A. So. Uh, Napa. I. I I hope all the people that were so quick to say, well, if they're suing them, then they must have done something wrong. I wonder if they still feel that way now that there's a countersuit. You know, it's interesting. They've been real quiet. Yeah. Real quiet. So all those people that were like complete bitches whenever this all went down, um, they've said nothing. Yeah. It's really interesting to me. They had so much to say. Yeah. Um, Okay. But the interesting thing is that um, it's exactly what we talked about, that it's so... Complex, right? That it's not black and white. It says, as Peloton's business evolved, it became apparent that the existing infrastructure for sync licensing was ill suited to address the reproduction rights licenses that were appropriate for Peloton's use case. So, um, according to court papers, Peloton has obtained catalog wide sounding recording rights from major record labels and has also obtained comprehensive public performance rights, but there is still a hole. And while Peloton says it's working with music publishers to develop a licensing framework that covers what's missing, Peloton clearly prefers that there be some overarching way to gain full licenses. So they want to pay people. They do. They just don't want a segment of those people to hold them over a barrel. Yeah, they said their argument. And and they they went on to say that Peloton explained to the MPA during their negotiations because they negotiated. Right. um, I say that to the people who didn't think that that was our theory at the time was that clearly they didn't just say F you and hang up. Right. Right. You know, Uh, unlike music streaming services, Peloton does not need licenses to all or even most music to provide a compelling experience for Peloton users. And it was therefore unreasonable and uneconomical for Peloton to pay publishers whose works would never be used on Peloton's platform. And then they went back and forth. Both sides couldn't come to a deal. And Peloton says that's they attempted to negotiate with individual publishers. But after some talks, the publishers suddenly ceased communications. This is in quotes with Peloton in a near simultaneous and identical fashion in early 2019. This was the product of a concerted refusal to deal with Peloton instigated by the NMPA and its leadership. Our theory or hypothesis, if you will, at least from Peloton's perspective, mm-hmm. was pretty accurate. Yes, it was. So, yes, it was. 
How about that? Be interesting to see. It will definitely be interesting to see how all this shakes out. Yeah. I mean, so now the big question is, so when's the IPO going to be? Because this is not going to be a quick process unless they settle. If they settle, it will be. But if they don't settle, what happens then? Well, the IPO has been announced. It has. It has. What? It's coming up very soon. They have you're you're right. It says right here that that Peloton has filed a preliminary prospectus for a hundred and fifty million dollar IPO. This was on April twenty eighth. What a bargain. I know. <laughs> but uh it also says that it's Dallas, Texas based and that it's a biopharmaceutical firm and that they develop treatments for cancer. Well, I guess that's important, too. I think it's... uh, This might not be what we think it is. Yeah, so there was some confusion this week. (laughs) There was. Because Peloton (laughs) Therapeutics... Got ready for their IPO. And I get that some of you feel like Peloton is therapy for you. Absolutely it is. But their name is not... Peloton Therapeutics No but apparently there was genuine confusion uh, On Wall Street and people Thought that this was Peloton's making their Peloton was making their big move And nope it was Peloton Therapeutics (laughs) Uh, By the way Peloton Therapeutics If you're wondering their ticker Is going to be PLTX Because they are in Texas so they are Not taking any of the ones that we have previously Discussed I know I know I feel like that was Important to know It'll be funny if it's Like a 115 million Dollar IPO and they Like they come out of The gate with like 900 million (laughs) dollars Because people don't Know and then they're Just like and then just like take all the money, close down, shh, run to Costa Rica. <laughs> I don't think you can actually run to Costa Rica, That's, but that sounds difficult. But uh, let's go there. <laughs> so, what's this echelon news that you're? What, what well, could they possibly be doing? Oh, they got my attention. What can I say? So this was this was sent to me by Beth Sanders uh, Saunders, and uh, just just to be clear, Beth has no idea how she got on their oh. their mailing list. That sounds. I think there's lots of husbands that make that same argument. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm seeing this ad for barely legal. <laughs> Well, Beth is on their mailing list for some unknown reason, Mm -hmm. and we're not judging Beth. We're not judging much. Out loud. Yeah, we're not going to say what we're thinking. We're not judging (laughs) that you know. (laughs) But we appreciate that you sent this in. Yes. Because, uh, so, you know, this comes up on on the OPP from time to time about can we have Christian rides? Like, this is Christian music themed rides. Some people say that Allie's get lifted rides are Peloton's answer to that. Don't know. I don't take them. So they just don't fit in with my schedule. I've never taken one. So I can't say anything about that. But what I do know is Echelon's answer to that is that they they doubled down. They definitely doubled down this Sunday, this past Sunday at 1.30 p.m. They had a special free ride. Uh, That's right. It was free. They were going to gather together with Minister Will Lauterbach of, of First Centenary United Methodist Church and they have an instructor Brianna Taylor coming together for a worship ride. You can invigorate both the body and the spirit and a 45 minute ride that features high energy workout praise music and spiritual guidance. And then they have directions on how you can ride for free. So um well, I, you know, I know that a lot of people have asked for they what, have. Uh, it has, rides like that, not necessarily with a minister, but but, but it's come up over and over again with Christian music rides, and and they have not done one, and so you know what, that's a hole in the market. Like that's 
not a honest, I mean it's it's easy to make fun of, but it's it, it's, it, it, it's, it's honestly it's, not a bad idea. It's easy to make fun of because it's echelon. Yes. But it's the first thing I've seen them do that's actually different than everything else that's going on. Yeah. So hey, I'll give them that. Absolutely. And and like I think the minister part seemed like it seemed like Yeah, I know. Like is he gonna be like actually like Leading a worship ceremony Like, like that he, seems odd to me I don't I don't know how that incorporated so like If for some reason somebody did this ride Yeah I'm I'm super curious like I would love details It would be interesting to know because honestly like I think the Peloton probably should add Something like that I mean there That's a very popular form of music it I, is. I am biased not because I like that music but because Where I work we do a lot of these sorts Of acts yep. casting crowns Toby Mac Mercy me um, and uh, For king and country and They sell tickets like crazy I mean we consistently do. do Six seven thousand people For these shows so th- I mean There is certainly a market for it and, and If you don't like it you don't have to take it just like if you don't like Hip hop you don't got to take a hip hop right rock. or if you Don't like rock or if you don't like 90s or if you Don't like 80s you don't take any of those things yeah. So I mean yes I would agree with that Tom and it's it's not my thing But I, it has come up over And over again yeah that's un- it's that's indisputable yeah so I don't know I just thought it was interesting Thanks for sharing <laughs> I, I I got a kick out of it <laughs> Yeah it's, it's funny and I will say I, I think that in all honesty I think it's pretty Clever It's, it's a hole in the market they yeah. Go for it Peloton has a new Mother's Day commercial They do Am I supposed to get you another one Well I mean this is it was directed toward people Who don't have a Peloton oh, That makes more sense But also they do have a Mother's Day sale In the boutique I mean, we'll be there at the warehouse sale if you see anything that you think I might like, like anything. So they'll, that's encouraging to hear that there will be something left at the Peloton boutique that you did not already purchase. Oh, I thought you were going before me. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I thought you were going to surprise me like while I was at a ride or something. But then that's not Mother's Day. You'd have to wait. How would you know? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, because I might get you two. should probably play it safe and not get anything. Oh, just in case oh. I surprise you with something from the boutique. I, I like the resolution that we found of this. <laughs> well, I'm going to need more than a just in case. <laughs> but it was a it was just a very, very short, sweet, little tiny 15 second commercial. But it was, you know, a mom riding and get get the bike make make mom's day basically <laughs> i i thought it was great and also they have jewelry now in the boutique just in case you didn't know tom because you don't peruse the sales like i do so i just wanted to make sure you knew because they have a nice little ring you know so like an like an engagement peloton <laughs> no like like a peloton ring that you could wear oh so it's just i'm just saying gotcha in case you didn't see it I wanted to make sure you know. Good to know. Yeah. So there's a a small issue in one of the features. Mm-hmm. Like on the bike. It, this is specific to the bike. And, you know, I should make sure and say that this is not happening to everybody. This is spotty. But since it is showing up, I thought people should know. Um, sometimes when you're riding the bike, your PR might show up as a total. So, like, let's say well, the last time you rode the bike, there's varying degrees of PRs, guys. So uh, no matter what number I say, somebody's <laughs> going to be like, uh, okay. But let's just say that your best bike ride was 500 for a 45 minute ride. I know, I know. You can do better than that. 
Let's say that then the next time you take a ride with this issue, it just says 500. It doesn't it doesn't show you as you go what your progress is on that PR, which is what it typically does. So the issue is that it just stays static the entire time. Um, so so people have been noticing that and they've been calling in. They're having some mixed results with um, support because I think they're just calling the general chat. Sure. They're not calling support support. What I have seen that people have posted that has been working and it's it's worked for many people is to reinstall your software on your bike. And it's very easy. You just go to the upper right hand corner, tap it, go to device settings, and then you tap apps and then you find Peloton and you hit clear cache. And then you go to the three dots in the upper right hand corner, uninstall updates, tap the Peloton logo. Boom. The current software will download immediately all over again. It's extremely fast. So, no, you don't lose any of your bike data. Nothing happens to your bike. Nothing happens to your rides. All stored in the cloud. You are safe. It's okay to do this. And also, if you've been having this issue for your trouble, they'll give you an extra hundred onto your PR. <laughs> well, that would be bad. That's... I mean, it's not real, but it's there. <laughs> it's pretend PR. Yeah. Make you feel better by yourself, I guess. Maybe. As long as you pretend like it's real. Right. And, uh, a couple quick shout outs Yes So first we need to talk about Michelle Brookman Last year came on the clip out She's one of our past guests And you might remember this Because we really wanted to do it this year The Pedal on the Pier event I know I'm so bummed that we can't go But we have graduation for That's what it was For your nephew Yeah um, Ian bastard <laughs> How dare he graduate? I, I know. <laughs> and, it's at, and it's at your facility that it's you run, so yeah. you kind of have to be there. Yeah. Um, at least I get to clock in. <laughs> so we are unable to go. But the rest of you guys should go if you can, number one. And number two, if you can't support this amazing, amazing opportunity, uh, it is. it takes place on the Santa Monica Pier in Los Angeles, Sunday, June 2nd. There is an entire team of Peloton peddlers. So you can reach out to Michelle and she will hook you up. She will tell you all the details. And you can also go to the Clipout uh, Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Clipout. It is listed there. Um, and if you're wondering, what is this episode that she was on? She was on episode 53 of the Clipout. She tells you all about it. It's Pedal on the Com. You can go there's a YouTube video there You can hear all about it um, There are people that are coming all the way from Brooklyn So definitely go if you can It will be a great time And we wish we could be there Maybe next year That's my plan Reach out to Michelle Brookman And help her out with this Awesome It goes to a great, great cause So the other shout out that I want to make sure and give Is Carrie Beck Now Carrie was one of my She's performing at homecoming <laughs> Carrie Beck No right? no, no, no no Yeah No not to be confused with Beck Oh um, Is that her brother <laughs> So Carrie was at the Atlantic City Half Iron Man And she was preparing As I was preparing And I was very nervous about my run You might remember that I recall something A little vaguely. bit yeah. And uh, I was really worried as it got closer Like first of all I kept having to pee I kept having the phantom pee Like no matter how many times I peed I kept having to pee again It's like being 50 And those Porta potties At Iron Man Are disgusting Those people Camped there all night And so Yuck Also Carrie Was very Very comforting to me And she Explained to me Every time So very calmly Every time I had a fear Like what do I do If I get lost How do I find where I was Etc etc And she was 
so, so calm and nice to me while we waited. Uh, well, Carrie is doing her first complete half Ironman. This week. So she's doing all three events gotcha. in the half Ironman in Virginia this weekend. And uh, she's really nervous about it because the cutoff times are going to be close and she is sweating it. So I wanted to send out to her calming vibes like she sent to me. Because it meant a lot to me So good luck this weekend Carrie I will be thinking about you And I know all of your Peloton teammates will be too Anna, our favorite Bond girl Will also be there And so will Teresa Go. And there's She's probably doing a double Iron Man <laughs> She like just laps everybody right Is that what she does <laughs> There's a whole team of people going So uh, they will be cheering Carrie on as well But all of you guys have fun We will be thinking about you John Foley was on NPR's how I built this he was that's a big show it's a huge I mean, show I so I only know I did some research on the show yeah I wasn't aware that um there were other podcasts I know it was uh, you know he he did cheat on us yeah but but we were his first so there's that there's that you can't you can't win them all No. and I have to say uh, I thought we were good practice for him yes because he did a really good job and uh, I I really enjoyed hearing him talk to uh, NPR about the history of Peloton and like all the struggles it's been through it's a really real interview yeah in my opinion we, which let's be honest JV was never going to let us ask those questions anyway no. <laughs> <laughs> she rules with an iron fist <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I thought it was interesting the part about uh, when he got kicked out of Soul Cycle. Oh my god, that I was, was dying. That was my favorite part. Uh, and, but then of course it's NPR, so they play weird music under it half the time. They do, they do. I only noticed it toward the end. I it was got like, it a little loud. Is this interview taking place in a spa? <laughs> is he getting a pedicure? This right was now? actually live in New York. This is the one we talked talked about that took place on April 11th in New York City, so people could actually attend, which yeah. I would have loved to if we could have. Um, but I thought I thought John did a great job. Yeah, you know, um, I really enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the stories about like specifically when he would talk about like when he first told told Jill his idea. Yeah, and uh, and I loved that that guy uh, asked him. Well, was it a great idea or was it just like an uh, idea? And and John was like, I mean, it was a great idea. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he stopped for a second. He's like, I mean, those were your words. <laughs> yeah, you said it. <laughs> but I mean, it is a great idea. Yeah, well, clearly, <laughs> look where we are. Look where we are. <laughs> but it's been uh, it's been quite the struggle. He had to put in quite a lot of sweat equity into it, as did uh, as did the other co founders. I mean, I I did not know that they were so close. Like. They were such close friends Right You know Before they They came to Peloton So it was really cool To hear the entire backstory And I love hearing John Tell the original story Of how Jen Sherman yeah. Became the first instructor Like I've heard it From Jen's angle And I've heard it From his angle And I just I love it every yeah. time And I'm a comic book nerd So who doesn't love An origin story <laughs> Exactly <laughs> I also loved hearing About the first prototype That was 40% too yeah. big <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty funny. They had to find Like a huge tall model <laughs> That was a friend of theirs <laughs> So that it would look Like correct scale But anyway uh, I know I just told you Like 10 stories from it But you really should listen you to should it listen to it anyway It's really good Yes And you can find it at Facebook.com Slash the clip out as well So I guess we should close out uh, With this portion of the show Homecoming is this weekend It is So what all Do people need to know Okay here's what you Really really need to know One 
Where do you get your credentials? You get your credentials at the Caldwell factory on Friday, May 3rd from 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On Saturday and Sunday, you can get it at Skylight Modern from 9 to 4 p.m. You have to have your credentials with you all weekend long. Having said that, the next question is, do you need to have your homecoming credential for your workout? No, you don't. You just need it for everything else. Like if you go to the boutique sale, the warehouse sale, you need your credential. They are only opening that up to people who are attending. How about that? I know. So it's really, really important that people know that. And I feel like people are not going to pay attention to that. Other things that I have heard people ask, like, I'm just going to switch my class because last year everybody switched their classes. That was happening left and right. It says very specifically, very clearly, no, you are unable to switch the class once you have signed up. So that's a no go, guys. No go. Um, And since you're supposed to have your credential, yes, I think they are checking the list. And I mean, I don't know that they're checking ID, but they are checking the list. So um, and then can you be added to the wait list for a sold out class? They are not doing any wait lists this year. Also different from last year. Interesting. Yes. Can you select your spot for the class in the studio? No. When you get there is when you get put on the list. So don't show up at five till minutes, five minutes till your class and expect to be in the front row because it isn't going to happen. You will not be there. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Can you get into the Saturday evening party without my credential? No. They have security that will take you to the ground. Yeah, there, there's just like a wall of men with guns. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, they say that you can't. So you can't go to the boutique sale. You can't get into the, the, the big party. No can do. So you're going to want to keep that on your person. You are. And it's on a lanyard, so it should be pretty easy. Yes. Well, that's all good stuff to know. And then, of course, you can find us. Uh, throughout the weekend Yes We'll be floating around But we'll also be at a table In the Caldwell factory okay. In the member The member lounge In the Caldwell factory Is where we will be Yes So you can find us We will have like Little cool giveaways While they last While they last So no promises But we will do our best You guys make... need to come by early We're going to save some For people on Sunday So yes. just so you know We will do our best To have some for both days But uh, But you know but we 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 do know math mathematically we we don't have enough for everyone but yes. we have a lot yes. and we will do our best yes so we will be in the Caldwell factory well we'll be floating around both areas all day long but we will have specified times we'll be at uh, our little fancy table yes and that will be that will be on Saturday uh, 11 to noon noon to 1 and 2 to 3 and then on Sunday 10 to 11 11 to noon and 3 to 4 Awesome and then of course like I said we'll be floating around So come up and say hi absolutely We certainly want to meet people we absolutely do And even if you like see us interviewing Somebody stay there because uh, We're doing a few interviews but we Want to still talk to people so don't don't wander Off yeah and if we're talking to somebody else You just give us a second sit tight Yes don't be we such wanna... a jerk why are you so pushy Because <laughs> we want to meet all of you Absolutely man there is Nothing worse than when you buy A pair of sunglasses And then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to Gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at Gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via Skype phone is Brian Vishhudski. Did, yeah. I, did I do it right? Was that pretty good for an yeah, Irish guy? That's great. That's great. <laughs> so, just a little uh, note for Crystal: in the future, yes, a new rule: we uh-huh. can only have guests whose last name are Smith, Jones, or Johnson. <laughs> Noted. I think she's deliberately. I think honestly, I I I don't know like what your background is, what your credentials are, why she picked you, but I have a theory that she's just picking guests with increasingly harder names for me to announce uh, pronounce. Like that's that's the only metric by which she's booking guests at this point. Yeah, it's never that they have a fascinating story time. No, it's just not like I like just a peek into the future. Our next guest is a dolphin whose name is only. Clicks. How am I supposed to do that? She skipped right over Aborigine tribes and went straight to straight to dolphins. Well, I'm glad I could be the catalyst for a uh, little outrageousness then. But I'll tell you this: the jokes on her. Wait till you hear how many blowhole jokes I have. Oh god, oh, no. Tom! A lot of blowhole jokes in your future. So deal well, with that. That would happen whether there were a dolphin involved or not. <laughs> So anyway So anyway That's enough about that Welcome Brian (laughs) Thanks for for enjoying My tirade So Brian You you posted a pic In the Road Riders I'm going to kind of Jump right in I usually start with How did you find Peloton But I think your Your entire Story is kind of related You had this like National championship kit That you posted And uh, we need to hear About this race And like (laughs) 
all of this, how it happened, how you ended up there, and then somehow segue over to Peloton. Yeah, I had a dad who wasn't like a sports baseball kind of dad. It was always bikes, frisbee, you know, whatever. And um, riding was just always something I always did. And I did a bike ride across the country twice for a charity and was really involved with all of that. And then I, I, I got fat. And I did, you know, I was getting my teaching credential and my wife said to me on a plane one day, she's like, baby, you're, you're, you're too young to have a double chin. And I got really mad. And so I got back into cycling and um, my friend and I were planning for a trip to go watch the tour de France in 2008. And I lost a bunch of weight and I started doing group rides in, uh, in my local area in Southern California. And guys are like, man, you, you need to race. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And, and I kind of got the bug and I started racing. And so 2015 was my seventh race season. And I had raced competitively for all those years. And my, my teammate was selling a tandem. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to get out there. We're just going to smash fools on the tandem. <laughs> and it was, and we really did. It was amazing. And my, my teammate Christian and I, we raced in the, the state championships uh, in Southern California, and we won. And we were only about 20, 25 seconds off of the guys that had won the tandem uh, national time trial. Whoa. Um, Whoa. We were only about 20 seconds off of them at the States and they race a different category. They race open and we race like age category. And I'm like, Christian, we could, we could win a national championship. And he's like, ah, I I don't know. And it was up in Ogden, Utah. And so we looked at the dates and it was Labor Day weekend. And I was like, Christian, we, we need to do this. We could, we, (laughs) we could win a national championship. And like, I started like researching everybody we'd race against in like our category and like stalking them on Strava, you know? And I'm like, Christian, we've got these guys. And you were like, their suffer score sucks. Right. Like they're, they're awful. Like we could do this. And I'm like, look, I'll pay for the trip. I don't care. Just, I need you to be back there. And so he talked to his wife cause he's got kids. We both got wives and kids and, and we planned it out, and I talked to my boss, and I'm like, uh, hey, I'm going to go make a run at this. And he supported me, and he's a stay-at-home dad, and his wife is like, all right, I support you. So we drove nine hours to Ogden, Utah in September of 2015, stayed at a janky hotel. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. It was, it was awful. I mean, literally all we did was stay in the hotel, eat, go recon the course three times, wake up, race, and... And yeah, and that was our trip, and we we wound up winning, and it was. I cried. I, I'm not gonna lie, I cried. I, no, I, yeah, really, I, I would cry. How that's, often does somebody win a national anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's yeah. tear worthy. It was it was cool, and you know, and we had stopped racing in June to train all summer, and so all my teammates were like, "Are you gonna come race?" And I'm like, "No, man. If I crash, I'm gonna lose my one shot." at a national championship. And so Christian and I just trained individually on our time trial bikes. And then we would go like on the tandem once or twice a week to really work on our rhythm. And, um, we just said, I'm not, I'm not driving nine hours to lose. And, um, most of the teams that we beat were like from like Utah and Colorado that were like two, three, four hours. We're like, no, nine hours. I'm sorry. I'm not losing. (laughs) So the guy, the, the people that you beat, I, I have to know, were these people that like, they do this all the time or was it just like, Oh, a tandem race sounds fun. I don't uh, keep in mind. 
I know nothing about <laughs> sports. Like we, we, this could be about baseball, and I would ask just as much of an ill-informed question. We um <laughs> the the cycling racing community is is pretty intense about about what they do. The guys that we beat actually won the national championship in tandem time trial the year before. Um, okay, so yeah. the next question is. How pissed were they <laughs> that like two guys show up that they've never heard of and hand them their ass? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say handing them their ass is what we did. We we we, we beat them. We won by twelve seconds. That's a lot, actually. In a time trial, it is. We were pretty happy. We we actually won the overall of the tandems for the men's categories. And the guys that we lost to at States in May, we beat them by two seconds. Even though they weren't in our category, we still had that like whole pride of like, all right, I, I got you. You beat me last time. I got you now. <laughs> You're like, enjoy that medal, but no, I can take it if I want to. <laughs> wow. So, I can knock on your door at any time. Right? Just come in and take it off your mantle. <laughs> so it so, was it was cool but the trip you know we did it and like we texted all our teammates and when we we sent a group text out to all our teammates and we didn't say we won all i did was text a picture of an american flag waving and then the, <laughs> and the text everybody was just like oh my god they were losing their minds it was it was it was really fun and so on the picture that I posted, it shows like me and Christian on the bike and then him and I on the podium and it has the jersey. The podium ceremony, we ended our race at two. The podium ceremony was at six. It ended at seven at night. We got in the car and drove home. I was back at work the next morning at 730 teaching. What? Yeah. That's dedication. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I have a picture. I, I should send it to you guys. There's a picture of me and Christian in the van driving home, and we're wearing our national championship jerseys. I wore it all the way home. I slept in it. And then when I woke up, I changed and went to work. <laughs> See, I think the reason you you left immediately was you were afraid all the other tandem riders would gang up on you. <laughs> right. And kick your butt. They're like, oh, you sandbaggers, who are these guys? I have so many questions, though. Okay, so you you said you got fat. Those were your words. Yes. Well, technically, they were his wife's words. That's, well, that's true. So that's true. when she said that, you said it was on a plane? Yeah. That's, how long was that flight, and then how much longer did it feel? <laughs> we were uh, we were flying to Chicago for uh, to go see some friends over New Year's. So it was about a three and a half hour flight from from L.A. And I, I'd Ooh. always been fairly slim. High school, I was about 155 pounds. And then after the cycling, I would like work out and I'd like bulk up to like 175 pounds, like kind of a little muscular. You know, I'm only like five, five, nine. And then for me, my body frame. So I don't want anybody to get annoyed. Me. For my body frame, <laughs> I got up to about 210 pounds. And I had like a little bit of a double chin and kind of like uh, I had a pony keg going on down there instead of a six pack. <laughs> and and my, my wife was like, what's going on? She, she's little. She's 5'2", 110 pounds, full on into Orange Theory, yoga, like just the whole thing. And I was just too thick for her, I guess. She's like, this is not <laughs> happening. Well, I was so. just curious about your age, like when all this is happening, because then you still had 
seven years of racing seasons be- before you won, which just means like you were in incredible shape all that time. So I'm just trying to figure out wh- how old you were when all this was happening. I did the bike rides across the country in college. So I was pretty fit then. And then 2008 was when, when she ins- basically verbally assaulted me and hurt my feelings <laughs> on the airplane. Um, and I was 31 years old. Actually, for my 30th. No, I was 30. For my 30th birthday. Um, she organized a trip to go skydiving. And this is when it really sank in. When you go skydiving for the first time, you do a tandem with yeah. with a person. And so you need to step on the scale because they have to have the weights balance out with specific yeah. instructors. And there's a group of like 15 of us. And I stepped on the scale and it said 205 pounds. And I was like, no, no, that's wrong. That's like <laughs> totally wrong. And my friend's like, nah, dude. I stepped on it. It's right. You're 205 pounds. And I was like, oh, no. So, <laughs> so yeah, right after that, that in the next couple of weeks, we went to Chicago. And that's when it, her verbal lashing really sunk in. So skydiving and then, the, and then the racing. Do you have any hobbies that aren't tandem? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the most part, I ride by myself um, solo. And uh, we need to get a tandem Peloton, right? Wouldn't it be awesome? <laughs> right. You want to talk about blowing out the watts? Let's go. Oh my god. That would they would be like you have to do 3000 in one month and everybody would be like that was my ride. <laughs> Got this. I'm passing I'm passing everybody on the leaderboard. You can't handle me. <laughs> No, so how- I, I, most of the stuff I, I do by myself, I race solo. The tandem is really a one-off thing that my partner and I, we work really well together. And like, if we hadn't been on it for over a year. If we jumped on it today, we, we would, we would be in sync and be just fine. So that's wow. cool. How long was it between when she scarred you emotionally and <laughs> when you were like, okay, I'm going to do something. Was that pretty instantaneous? Did you sulk for a while? I, I, I enjoyed my, my New Year's trip to Chicago. You can't go to Chicago and not have deep dish. I'm sorry. That's, so, that's totally. Good point. You know, yeah. it, was, it was deep dish. It was beef sandwiches. It was Italian sausage. It was, it was, it was hot dogs All right, it's getting close side. to dinner time. Yeah. You need to dial it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I got home and I basically uh, made a commitment to a $1,600 or 1600 calorie diet and I cut out candy and soda and fast food and processed food and I lost um, 50 pounds in four months I lost it so fast I looked sick actually when you're trying to lose weight that like the best compliment someone can give you is when you get to like how's your health yes <laughs> like that's you're like yeah I'm crushing like, people think I'm thing. sick yeah that's I, the best I had a family member we were at a party and they hadn't seen me in a while and it was like a distant cousin. And they, they went up to, to my aunt and was like, is, is, is Brian okay? Is, does he have cancer? Is he, oh. is, is he okay? And they're oh like, gosh. he is the healthiest he's ever been in his life. He just hasn't gotten his athlete body rebounded yet. Like, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you were able to enjoy your last hurrah of food in Chicago because my guess is it came with a healthy helping of side eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it did. But you know what? Once you get to a level, and then I started working out consistently, you kind of figure out what you can and can't eat, or like you can like splurge. And so I kind of got into a nice groove where like if I want like some pizza, I'll get some pizza. I want a steak, you know. I 
can really kind of manage now and eat whatever I want and really only fluctuate between like 162 and 168 is where I've kind of settled. So I, I kind of found my groove and I'm kind of good and happy and you know, I'm not walking around hangry every day, you know? That's, <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. That's good. We don't want any people walking around, especially teaching our children. Right? I know, kidding, right? I'm like, what do you mean, kid? What'd you get it wrong for? And I can only imagine, they give you enough reason to be mad. You don't need to add lack of food on top of it. Yeah, high school kids, are, they're amazing. It's like watching a reality show every day. You never know what you're going to get, I'll tell you. So. I cannot imagine. My hat's off to yeah. you for well, that job. Thank you. I know, I had an A word in my head, but it was not amazing. <laughs> yeah, Tom really cracked himself up over that. Uh, you know, every once in a while. Some of these I just do for me. I know. <laughs> yep. So why did you guys choose the tandem? And how hard is it to like hop on a tandem bike for the first time? You had already been racing, so clearly you were very comfortable with the clipless pedals. Um, but I don't understand how you just jump on a tandem bike. That's a lot of trust. That's a lot of trust. Yeah. Fortunately, my position, I was, uh, I'm the captain. So um, I handle all the gear shifts and all of the steering and stuff like that. So what ultimately what winds up happening with, with Christian and I is we'll both clip in with our left foot and then we'll give like a, a little push off and I'll be like, all right, we're going to go one, two, three. And we'll both push down with our left foot to get momentum. And then we'll hold that left foot down as we're coasting so we can clip in with our right foot. And then after that, it's just really balanced. We're both really experienced racers, and so we're pretty balanced. The trick is when you're slowing down, if I don't call out that I'm going to slow down or that I'm going to not pedal anymore, he still thinks we're pedaling. And so it forces my legs. And so you really kind of have to be in sync that way. It's more the pedaling action as opposed to staying upright. You can really kind of jerk each other off if one person slows down the pedaling, you know? Oh, you that re- sounded yeah. so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you can rephrase and we'll, <laughs> the, we'll cut that No, out. we can't. That's great. <laughs> No wonder you're so in sync. <laughs> I love the tandem. It's so much fun. <laughs> oh I God. knew that they wear gloves for calluses, but I I thought it was more handlebar driven. Oh, I'm dead. I'm so dead right now. <laughs> Well, a lot of the husbands are like, baby, we need to get a tandem. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, that's great. We're, we're not topping that. We're, we're, that's that's pretty much what's your leaderboard name and we're done. <laughs> oh, wow. You, you're more in sync with the pedaling than anything. And um, once you figure that out, you're good. I had a, I had a teammate before Christian. Uh, his name was Mike. And we liked different cadences, actually. I like to spin at a higher cadence, and, and he likes to really mash the pedals on a harder gear. And we just, we just didn't work. And Christian was a great tandem partner because when I felt like I needed to shift the gear, whether it was I was getting tired or the gradient of the road was getting too much and we needed an easier gear, he would always say, I was getting to a point where I was going to tap you. And he goes, then you would shift. So we were just the perfect perfect partners because we were always in sync with what we liked on the bike well that's awesome it that's, that's got to be a, a difficult thing to yeah i mean i don't i don't think that's just something you just randomly pick a person and that would work so right. yeah. that's pretty cool that that you guys were able to do that yeah yeah. And that that is and we didn't really really process that like you won a championship. So congratulations <laughs> yes. for that. Thank and you. for losing the fifty pounds. That was amazing too. Yeah. It was a good year. It was it was it's it was a good run. 
It was a really good run for a while there. So are you are you sitting on the the get out of jail free card with your wife where you can be like <laughs> you know, honey There was that one time. I can't help but notice. <laughs> like you've got one coming now. So like have you used it yet? Are you waiting? I wouldn't dare. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like not even close. I, I think for me, the closest I've ever come is like, hey, baby, I've noticed that the seat height on the Peloton hasn't changed in a while. You should probably get on that thing, you know. <laughs> um, but but more so because she's little, she's always been little. It's just more so just me giving her a hard time because I, I just want to give her a hard time about like working out because she does Orange Theory and she does all these other things too. So I just I just really like to give her a hard time about getting on on the Peloton. So she actually took her <laughs> first FTP test the other day on the Peloton. It was amazing. <laughs> was she dead afterwards? Dead, totally dead, and I have pictures to prove it. It was awesome. <laughs> so yes, you do enjoy whenever she's in pain. Then. Oh, most most definitely. <laughs> oh, okay, so so then you also posted another picture on the Road Riders page about what happened in 2018. So now we need to hear that story. Yeah, you know, out here in California, racing can be pretty intense. And um, it can be dangerous. I've crashed in races. Um, I've never broken anything or really hurt myself bad. But I've known people that have broken legs. I've known people that, unfortunately and sadly, have have died in bike races on on days that I've been there, on courses that I've Whoa. been on. Whoa. Yeah, you know where you know any head trauma can lead to that. It's it's a very very dangerous sport. But when you're doing it, you don't think about it. You're in the moment. It's you know where's my wheel. What's my power? What's my positioning? How many laps do I have left? Last year, gosh, we're 11 months ago. This coming up weekend was racing in Dana Point, and we came around the last corner. I was third wheel, and I came around really hot on this guy. I was like, I came out of the corner hot, and I had to pass him, but I had to pass him on the outside because I was coming out too fast, and so it, it was me. And I was between him and the barrier and he wiggled a little too much to the left and um, he bumped me Mm. and he bumped me into the barrier and my handlebar caught the barrier and it turned my wheel directly to the left and it just flipped me over. And my bike computer said I went from 40.1 miles an hour to zero in less than a second. And I landed on my left shoulder and like where my left ear is and it like twisted my head and I flipped over and I was on the ground. My bike, my bike was just shattered. It was broken in like four different pieces and I was sitting on the ground and I was bleeding all over the place. And what I did know is that I'd broken my neck. I had, I had movement in my neck. I can move my head around. My first thought was, my shoulder hurts. All right. Did I break my collarbone? All right. No, I'm good. Cause I wiggled my shoulder. And then I looked at my hand and my hand was swollen and I tried to move my fingers and I could feel clicking in my knuckles. And my first reaction was I broke my hand. Great. I broke my freaking hand because I was supposed to go to Chicago that summer and race in a 10 day bike race series. And I was like, no, I can't go to Chicago. I broke my hand. And then my next reaction was I'm bleeding all over my white race socks. Like that was like, those were my reactions, right? I think that's shock. (laughs) So my teammates come up and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm really sore. And they're like, you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. And so they bring a golf cart and I stand up 
I walk to the golf cart. The golf cart drives me to the medics. I call my wife. I'm like, babe, I broke my hand. Still not even worried about my head or anything. I'm like, I broke my hand. I'm going to the hospital. And the medics are like, do you want to take an ambulance? I'm like, I have a broken hand. I don't need to ride in an ambulance for a broken hand. They're like, all right. I walk to my friend's car about a quarter mile away, sit in the car. He drives me to the hospital. My wife's waiting for me there. I get into the emergency room and they say, can we see your helmet? And I said, yeah. And I show my helmet. It's got all the abrasions on it. And they go, all right, this is just precautionary. They put me in a neck brace. And so now I'm laying down in a neck brace. They do x-rays and they're like, nothing's broken. And I'm still on the, you mean my hand's not broken? My hand's not broken. And in my mind, I'm like, I might be able to go to Chicago. This is going to be great. (laughs) My hand's not broken. And he goes, well, we want to do a CT. And they do a CT. And after the CT was done, he comes in and he goes, all right, I'm going to be straight with you. He goes, you broke your neck in two places. It's not life-threatening. We're going to do surgery tomorrow. The neuro is going to come and talk to you about it. But you're going to stay overnight. We're going to keep you in the neck brace and get you set up. But you've, uh, you've got a long road ahead of you. And then that's when it settled in. Oh. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I broke my so- neck racing a stupid bike. So that was a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like what were you, were you mad? Were you just like ticked off that you were that close to the end and you didn't make it or was it everything and just worry or I I started off mad and I was mad because I felt like the guy squeezed me on purpose. I know he didn't try and intentionally crash me out, but he squeezed me and I mean, we're not, we're not racing for millions of dollars. We're racing right. for like, I don't know, not even my race money back. Like we're racing for pride and ego, you know, and here I'm in the hospital with a broken neck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was upset and I, it, you know, and the doctor said, you know, you're lucky. It could have been worse. And then I started thinking about my babies. I have a seven year old daughter and a, a three year old son. And I thought, God, if I, if I paralyzed myself racing a stupid bike and I couldn't, I couldn't pick up my kids, I couldn't throw the ball around. I couldn't play soccer with my daughter or do any of those things. Like how dumb is that? And it really put things into perspective. Does that mean that you've, you've stopped racing? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was you the just don't pause. race with that asshole anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that guy's in the race. No way. No. I mean, that amazing guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hadn't had the ability to race because I'd lost all my fitness after the injury. And, and it'll get, we'll get to the Peloton part of it. But I had my first race two and a half weeks ago. And it was uh, it was a 40 mile race. And it wasn't like one of the crazy hectic races. It was a more longer road race. The roads were a little bit more wide open um, and it wasn't as intense. And I did really well. I had a top 10 and it was my first race back. And everybody was, you know, oh, my gosh, you're back. And I'm like, I don't know how back I am. <laughs> you know, I'm here, I'm, but I'm, I'm not back. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and and I placed the highest on my team. There was a breakaway ahead of us, and so there was like eight guys in the breakaway. I finished ninth overall. So I mean I did good comparatively speaking. But when I was done, people asked me, they're like, Well, how was it? And I said it wasn't as much fun. I was hyper aware of everything. I was hyper aware sure. of what could happen to me. I didn't want to stick my nose in like I used to. I didn't I didn't feel that like killer instinct aggression like I used to. 
And so it really kind of opened my eyes to the fact that while I could race and I have the skill to do it and the know-how to not break my neck again, the desire really isn't there. Yeah, yeah so, you have a sense of your own mortality. That you, you didn't really have before. I yeah. mean, I'm sure you logically like you, knew. You know it logically, but, yeah. but you don't know it in your gut in quite the same way. It's why they don't let 40-year-olds fight in wars <laughs> on the front line, for the most part, right? Like, it's yeah. like the 18-year-olds are like, well, the bullet will hit the guy next to me, but I'll be fine. <laughs> like, I mean, the, as you get older, you really start to process that, like, no, yeah. no you, it could happen to you, too. Yeah. That's pretty traumatic. I mean, it's not like you just scraped a knee or right. just broke your hand. Right, like, right. if you had just broke your hand, it probably it probably wouldn't have really phased you that much. But like your neck, I mean, that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game. And I mean, were you sitting there shocked that you had just walked around with a broken neck? Afterwards, when I really put it into perspective, my my best friend is um, an owner slash partner of one of the larger physical therapy clinics in Orange County here in Southern California. And so he was my physical therapist. And he's like, wait, what do you realize? And I, and I said, I, we don't need to talk about it. I, I understand. Please do not remind me. It's not something I ever want to think about ever again. So, yeah, I was kind of annoyed, uh, but. I'm here. Have you ever talked to that guy? There did you I mean was he just a random person or did you like know him because you were local? Yeah, we our our race community is pretty small. Everybody knows each other. Even if we don't race in the same categories, everybody knows each other because we all see each other. You know, either every weekend or every other weekend. And in my category, we all race. Everybody knows each other and he um he called me about two weeks later and we had a conversation. He gave me time to, to simmer down and to go through the surgery and recover. And, and we actually had a nice phone conversation. And, you know, he said that he'd put the bike away for a couple of weeks. He couldn't even get on his bike. He was that broken up about it. And he said, you know, I want you to understand I didn't mean to do it, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And I just told him, I said, I don't I don't harbor any any ill feelings towards you because I made a conscious decision to think positive and to not be negative and to go down that dark hole because it could lead to depression and anger. And that's just no good for anybody. So I chose to forgive and move on as opposed to dwell and be bad. Well, good for you. That's that's not always easy to do. No, it's not. It's it's still hard, but I, it's a process. Even a year later, I still when I think about it, I have to force myself to say, you know, we all have a life path. And this was a path that needed to happen for the trajectory of the rest of my life. Because as a result of it, um, I actually wound up going back to school and I'm, I'm getting my doctorate at USC. And I would have never have done that if I would have kept racing. And so I think there's bigger and better things out there for me. And I, I had to break my neck and go through that trauma in order to be set on the proper path of what I'm supposed to do. So that's kind of what I feel. And that's where I'm at. Well, wow. congratulations. Thank yeah. you. And USC, did Felicity Huffman help you with that? You know what? I'm actually on the crew team now, to be honest with you. <laughs> nice. He's like, they let me on the bike team, even with a broken neck. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a bike. Hey, her yeah. kid had a rowing machine. I got a right. bike. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, now you get to tell us all about how you found Peloton then. Well, you know, the Peloton wasn't for me. <laughs> Way to it sell it. it, it no, it, I loved I, in the sense that when we bought it, we didn't buy it for me. We bought it. My, my wife really wanted it. And see, my wife knows how I am 
of how I'm obsessed with it. She's like, oh, I'm thinking of Peloton. And she knew I'd do the research and she'd know I'd find it and she'd know I'd do all these things. And then she'd know that I'd like it and that the little time that I would use it, because I'd spend all my time training outdoors, that I would use it and it'd be cool because then she could have it and use it all the time. And <laughs> this sounds like the equivalent of like in the 50s, men would buy their wives a bowling ball. <laughs> Right. Oh, well, then I guess I'll just use it, honey. Well, I mean, you know, we'll get some yeah. shoes, we'll get some, right. you know, yeah, let's go. Well, I didn't use it that much. We bought it in February and I would use it to kind of supplement my training. Like I'd go, I'd go on like a, an hour bike ride and if I'd had to cut it short, I'd come home and I'd, I'd finish with like a 45 minute class or whatever. And she would do a couple classes here and there, but I found myself using it more than her. And I was like, well, all right, cool. And on the rare day that it rains in Southern California, instead of like sitting at home doing nothing or riding on a trainer, now I have this amazing tool with these great instructors and great music. And it's just, it's fun. And so I, I used it sporadically. And then when I broke my neck, it, it basically just became my lifeline to, to normalcy, really. And I use it way more than my wife. I mean, easily four times more than my wife. So did that, did, I mean, I've never had a broken neck, mainly because I don't do anything uh, physical. Um, but uh, like, does, does that hurt to, to ride with a broken neck? Like, what's that feel like? Yeah. So I was my doctor said that I needed to have the neck brace on for two weeks. And I was getting stir crazy at the house. You can only watch so much Netflix and HBO. Or, well, maybe that, you can watch a lot. I, was I saying, can only watch so oh, much. Challenge accepted. <laughs> right? I'll win that national championship, right. buddy. <laughs> I mean, I went, I went through The Crown. I went through Peaky Blinders. I went through Game of Thrones. I went through uh, Westworld. I mean, and I was just like, I can't. I can't. I just, I just can't. And so... I called the doctor and I was like, look, I got this Peloton bike. Can I spin on it? Like, I got to do something. And he goes, your neck, structurally, the bone's totally fine. Um, my trauma was the soft tissue when they had to cut open to get into it and all the, the stitches and the, the staples and stuff. And he said, but if you keep the neck brace on, you know, and you don't do anything too crazy, because, you know, you can go on the Peloton if you really know what you're doing. And I've been a cyclist for a long time. I can control from the hip down and keep from the hip up steady. And I did it, but I had to jack the handlebars way up because I couldn't bend over because that yeah. strain hurt. So I was either sitting straight up, riding no hands, just pedaling, or I was like, had my arms out, like stretched out, just barely like touching the handlebars with a little bit of weight. And every week I could lean a little bit more. And a little bit more. And I was actually on the Peloton nine days post-surgery. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't do a long class. It was a 30-minute yeah. class. It was a 30-minute Alley Love class. Brad was not on the class, which was amazing. <laughs> Brad and his orange. You know, I'd have, I'd, have lost, I'd have broke my neck getting off that thing so fast. But no, so it was a great class. And then every day thereafter, it was just I could put the handlebars a little more down and a little more down and I can go a little bit longer. It was just a slow process. So, well, that's awesome. I mean, that's is. amazing. It is. Although I'm a little concerned, like, were you worried about like your wife getting mad about you getting out of shape while you had a broken neck? Is that what was driving <laughs> us? Like, that feels like a lot of pressure for you. I'm worried, worried no. for you. You know what, what, what was actually the opposite happened. I weigh myself 
every day when I wake up and every day before I go to bed just to check my hydration and, you know, or like I'll weigh myself when I come off the Peloton and before I go because I want to measure, all right, I weigh 164 pounds when I get on it. If I lose too much water weight when I get off of it, I know I need to rehydrate and replenish and stuff. And so the day of my race, I weighed in at 166 pounds. A week and a half later after the surgery, I was 152 pounds. I'd Whoa. lost weight. Whoa. Because mm-hmm. I was on the meds, I wasn't eating, and I could see it. I was really skeletal. And I, I needed to get back on the Peloton to get an appetite and to get a sense of normalcy and to get my blood flowing and, and to just kind of kind of moving. And so it was more of like, you need to get on this thing to get back to who you were because you're awful right now on the other end of it. And so that's what it did for me, actually. Wow. That's well, that's cool. really great. Yeah. So when did you get the Peloton? What time point did that occur? So I got the Peloton in February of 2018, and then I crashed in April of 2018. And then I really started hitting it hard um, in my recovery, you know, May, June, July, and all the way through uh, continuous up until then. So okay. it, was, it was new. Um, I'd been on the OPP page and, you know, talk to people, you know, we're like, the page is different for someone who has a lot of road riding experience. I know how to clip out. My, my shoes aren't clipped into my bike. <laughs> yeah, you know? I get it. <laughs> um, like you're coming at it from a very different angle than, yeah, than a person who's never done any exercise uh, on a bike before. Exactly. And there's a lot of people who have a lot of knowledge. And so what I tried to do was you would get people that have these questions and I would come at it from a position of experience of like, hey, you know, why don't you, when you clip out, try this, or there's a little screw on the bottom of your pedal, or, you know, even like your, even your cleats on the bottom of of your cycling shoes, a lot of people's cleats would move. And one of the things that I learned from a pro out in the area was tighten your screws, take a Sharpie, outline the image of your cleat on there. So if your cleat moves, you know exactly where to put it back. And so I would post to people, you know, hey, try this. Hey, try this. And I was more coming at it from a position of I have all this experience. I want to help somebody who's new to Peloton so that they don't get frustrated because it's a really great tool. Well, that's awesome. We yeah. like people like you on the OPP. Yeah, but then like, you know, you know now, like it's gotten so big. There's just so much snark on there. Oh, you know? I know, I do know. Um, yeah, everybody's <laughs> salty. Or now, I, look, I, I'm I'm immature. I'm I'm 41 years old, and and I have the humor of a 15 year old. And so, you know, I like to throw a couple of memes and and funny things on there, and you know, just kind of horse around and stuff when I get bored. But some people are snarky, man. I was like, oh, okay. I'm just I'm just. I'm trying to help, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, I do know. I d- it can get dark real quick. <laughs> it, can, it, can, it can like a black hole, I'm telling you, yeah. real fast. <laughs> and then and the one thing that I always, always kind of – I got frustrated with was when, when people would give like bike fit advice. And yeah. that, that can be real dangerous. And the reason why is because what works for you doesn't work for the other person. And right. so when you're talking about seat height or, or A, B, C, or D with your fore and aft on your seat or your handlebar height and stuff like that, it's like everybody's different and you can get injured really easily if you have a bad bike fit. And then you're not going to enjoy the bike. And now you have this $2,200, $2,500 investment that is a coat hanger. I, I never understood that where people are like, well, I'm 5'6", so you're 5'6". What do you have your bike settings on? I'm like, but 
but your legs might be longer than mine, or yeah. you know, your arms might be longer yeah, I than mean, mine. We're roughly the same height, and mm. our the car seat settings are completely are different. Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I don't understand when people are just asking random strangers. Like I, I mean, watch the video, and if you still don't know, go into the shop or go into your store. Which not everybody has one, so you can't always do that. But yeah, you know, find somebody who does know and have them help walk you through it. Yeah, you know, have a look or whatever. It's like, you know, if you're going to if you're going to invest in a nice car, you know, you're going to make sure that you have all the things that are going to make sure that that car runs properly. You're going to put in the right gas. You're going to check the tire. You're going to do all those things. So why why would we be any different with our bodies? I agree. For me, like I have a coach, but as soon as I got the Peloton, I was like, Tim, I want you to come fit me on my Peloton. He goes, perfect. And he, he bike fitted me on the Peloton and it's fit perfectly for me. And then I had him fit my wife because I want her to enjoy it. Well, that's great. That's smart. People yeah. should do that. That should, that's also going to be one of your newbie advice. things. <laughs> you know what? I've, I've made that. I've made that comment where I said, hey, you know, we have to be careful you know, about giving people advice and, you know, you should probably try and get it. And people were like, oh, well, we, you know, we're not this, we don't have money. Da, da. And I'm just like, all right, the snark just kind of got to me. So now I just go to like, I'm a voyeur on that side. I just kind of go watch the dumpster fire. It's kind of fun. It is. You know? <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny until like you want to reason with people and then you like want to just lose your mind because right? you can't, you can't get through. You just, you can't get through. Yeah. I've, <laughs> the older I've gotten, I've gotten to the point in my life and I saw, I saw a post that one of my friends made where they said, you know, if somebody wants to argue with me that one plus one is four, I'm just going to say, okay, have a nice day and move on. Cause I don't have energy for that right now. And it's the same theory for me. Like I look, I read it and I want to post and then I take a breath and I go, Never mind. And I just <laughs> Yeah, cuz you're you're going to have to have those arguments with your children. You, you just, need to save your energy. You do. You do. <laughs> Most definitely. Most they definitely. Will. Yes. <laughs> they know better. Not that we're speaking from experience. <laughs> so what is your leaderboard name and how did you come up with it? Oh boy. So I'm going to preface this by saying that I was in fraternity uh, and so there's still a bit of that douchey frat guy in me. Good to know. It's good that you could admit that. Yeah, I, I do. I, I totally do. Actually, in my little group at, at SC, there's four of us that all hang out and we all have like little nicknames. And my nickname is Frat Dad. Yeah, <laughs> that should that should actually be my new leaderboard name. Um, yeah, that's I, a pretty good one. It is. I embrace it. I will tell you this. My wife's is that's what she said. <laughs> so, that's a great and it's, it's a certain version of it. Obviously, somebody had already had it. So, you know, instead of a that's with an S, it's a that's with a Z and, you know, all that or whatever. Right. So mine is my pace or yours. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, it has a hint of inappropriateness, but it's something that like Wilpers would still call out because he'd be like, yeah. oh, okay, you got me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I got a shout out from Robin and she, she said, my pace or yours. And then she just started laughing. And I was like, oh yeah, I got the queen to laugh. There we go. <laughs> and then uh, Jen Sherman gave me one and I was doing, it was like a milestone or whatever. And she said, uh, you know, my pace or yours. And then she chuckled and she goes, that is a cute nickname. And I'm like, cute. I'm last going for money. <laughs> so, and then um, Cody did it and he did the shout out and he goes, okay, I see you, boo. I see you. 
I get, I get, I get some, I get a few shout outs every now and then and people tend to like it. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's fun. Well, that's cool. Well, if you want frat dad, you should probably switch before this airs. Or yes. Someone will go steal. Yes. I like know, you right? can lock, create another account. You never have to use it. But if yeah. you don't want somebody to get it, you better go claim it. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do that tonight. Right now, I'm just gonna put frat dad or you know just some, something that deals with it for sure. It's a good call. I appreciate you. No problem. It's what I'm here for. What, fr- what fraternity were you in? Uh, it's pretty called Pi Kappa Phi. Okay. And I went to, I did my undergrad at Cal State Fullerton. So we're basically, the most famous thing about us is we're near Disneyland and we have a halfway decent baseball team. Okay. So no college well, scandals or anything like that, you know, like, like my Trojans. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was in a fraternity too, so I was just curious. Which one? Uh, which one? I, I was uh, in uh, Sigma Pi. Sigma Pi, they were our rivals at Cal there, State Fullerton. There are I, there are so many Sig Pi chapters in California. It is insane, mm-hmm. and we have nothing in common with any of them. We were <laughs> they like, were the nerds. We were the nerd fraternity. I <laughs> oh, promise wow. you. Like when I joined the fraternity, we there were seven members. Like that's how much the losers we were. Like the other guys were getting laid. We would just get drunk and play magic together. <laughs> oh, like, that's, that, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I haven't had a Me Too moment. So, uh, yes. there's that. Right. I, I, um, I thank the heavens that social media was not invented until long after my college days. Because, yeah. wow. Yeah, there, I, I'd be okay, but I have some some people I know that would be like, I, yeah, that could. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to yeah. rescind your teaching credential now. You need yeah. to be teaching children. Yes, and they are. They are. So, so I, you know what? I have, I have so many of my fraternity brothers that are teachers that if the California Commission on Teaching would see how we were as college people, they would have been like, no, no, this is this is. And one of my friends is an elementary teacher. I'm like, how are you an elementary teacher? <laughs> you know what? They probably wouldn't think a thing about it because they went to college and they were in fraternities, too. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah. like you guys didn't invent that. Right. right. So. And, and, you know, we all we all grow and mature at different rates. And if we all stayed the same person that we were at that age, this world would be an awful place. Place. The beauty of being a human being is that you grow and evolve and you learn from your mistakes and you do better the next time. And that's so right. once we stop doing that, then, you know, we have problems on our hands. And and I think that's where we're at right now with looking at what people did 20, 30, 40 years ago. It's like we were different people then. Like if we judged everybody yeah. that way, nobody could be president or a CEO or, or anything in a, in a place of power and influence because we all make those mistakes when we're younger. Agreed. Yeah, uh-huh. there needs to be. Some yeah, there, you need to allow there, there, some people. Yes. There are certainly things that were wrong. Then no matter what, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not trying to like issue a blanket apology for R. Kelly or something. <laughs> right, but, right. Yeah, we we need to put all the the disclaimers in. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to get slammed. Yeah, no, we're going to get destroyed. No, you know, I mean, right. the stupid, you know, the stupid things, underage drinking, or you know, right. you know, whatever stuff like that. It's like stuff that's on. harmless looking back, but that if yeah. seen in a certain light, would not have been. Yeah. And, and, you know, <laughs> me personally, I never did the crazy, the R. Kelly thing. So it w- in my mind, I don't process that sort of thought process. Sure. I think along the lines of like, you know, jumping off fences into a pool and, you know, right. or, you right. know yeah. stupid college stuff. You're like, oh, you know, go TPing or, you know, 
stealing street signs to hang them in the fraternity house, like yeah. stuff like that. We had know? a couple guys get arrested for that. <laughs> See, exactly. I, I did that in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any advice other than your wonderful advice about getting your bike fitted? Do you have any uh, advice for people just getting their bikes? Stick with it, really. I think, you know, you see a lot of the things. Oh, you know, oh, my butt hurts. Oh, my lady bits hurt. My flower hurts, whatever. And it's like, it's like, yeah, it's it's going to hurt. It's not a lazy boy. Like, it's it's a saddle. And you, you know, get bike shorts. I mean, people who race and ride professionally have padded bike shorts for a reason. And, and it's going to it's gonna help your experience. And then just stick with it. And whether you do a 10-minute ride or a 45-minute ride, who cares? Right. You know, don't let anybody shame you on like, oh, well, you know, my 100 rides were all 45 and 60-minute rides. Yeah, so what? Like, <laughs> who cares? That person got on the bike. and That's right. There's millions of people in this country that don't have one and didn't get on the bike and are sitting on the couch doing nothing. And they're, they're trying to do something to better themselves. So... Let's support them instead of shame them. Like, you know what? You did five minutes. You do you, boo. Try 15 next time. And then when you get that, do do a 20. And then a f- and the next thing you know, you're doing Matt Wilper's 90-minute power zone rides, racing past me on the leaderboard, and I'm cursing you out, you know? Like, what the hell? How's a, how's, a, how's a mom in her 60s passing me on the leaderboard? I'm a national champion. What is this? Because she's, she's got a jacked bike. Yeah, her bike's miscalibrated. <laughs> I, I, will, I will tell you, my bike is severe. Severely undercalibrated. My FTP on the road is 315, but my FTP on my Peloton bike is 220. Oh, um, yeah. But you know what? I don't care because right. that's what that's the numbers I've always had. So when I do a ride, I'm not comparing against. I don't care. I don't care if it's Angie or Matt Wilpers or the Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. I only care <laughs> compare about me. You know, well, and, and I, I wish what I more do. people did that. I mean, it's like, who cares what numbers your bike have? Like, there was this lady the other day that was saying that her heart rate was all off, and somebody legit responded, You should recalibrate your bike. I did, and my zones got easier. I was like, What? That is not, no. <laughs> right. Do not do that. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, you know, and the other thing I would say is find a subgroup that fits who you are as a person. You know, for me, I love the Power Zone Pack because I'm a racer and that fits what I do as training. I'm a road rider. So, you know, the road rider page, you know, find one that, that fits you. It's a smaller group. They'll be more supportive because the main big one is it really is a dumpster fire. I mean, it's fun and entertaining. You get lost in that thing for hours. But if you really want to find that that real love, you know, whether you're into the Christian rides or not, then go find that group. And handle it over there, or whether you love Brad or whatever, whatever it is, there's a group for you that you can fit in where you will have that support and, and find that because you'll enjoy the experience more once you find that group of people. That's what I would I would tell people for sure. That's awesome, awesome yeah, advice. That's yeah. great advice. So. That's great. Well, thank you so much for taking time to join us today. Yeah, yeah. this has been a very interesting and funny <sighs> Interview. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, so, I'm still blushing from a little earlier. There, so. <laughs> so before we go, uh, where can people find you on the interwebs if you would like to be found? I mean, you know, if you search my first initial last name, you'll find me on Instagram, and you'll see just a crap ton of pictures of my wife and my kids and my cycling and stuff. Facebook, I, I tend to not really post a lot. I use that just to kind of follow people and friends, but I'm not on that mu- on it as much. But they'll 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 see me on the Peloton page, you know. Either if I'm feeling snarky, I'll cut up on people a little bit. But I post most of the time on the Power Zone Pack. They just find find my name, B, and then 
looks like where's Chucky. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. I've been called everything under the sun with that last name. So I, I bet. bet you have. Yeah. yeah, but but Instagram is is where I post the most and and do those those sorts of things. But I'm kind of boring to be honest with you. I use social media to look as opposed to offer. Okay. Um, nowadays, so. Well, but if people want to reach out to you and, and have a conversation, they can they can do that in either place? Yeah, they can do it in either place. You know, I do tend to post. I'll post some a bunch on the Peloton page. So if they come across my name or on the Road Riders or whatever, they can they can send me a message. I'll respond, no problem. You know, if they have just questions about, about anything, you know, with the bike or setting up their bike or things like that. Like, I'm a trusted source. I'm not going to – I won't steer them wrong, you know. So. Well, that is good to know. Yeah. Good advice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Yes, yeah, thank you. This was this was great. I, I love the bike and I love the community. I think it's so cool you guys are doing this. Well, thank well, you. we have a lot of fun doing it. And uh, so I, I appreciate you playing along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no problem. I'm glad I could throw some comedic fodder at you guys. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to hear how that segment's going to turn out. Oh, my I'm, goodness. I may have to put the E on that one. Oh, my goodness. You're going to have to put the not safe for work on there. The right. whole yeah. The NC-17, the just... You know, it's going to it's going to be like when uh, when you're on a ride and uh, um, and Alex Tucson is like, hey, it's going to get explicit. You better put your headphones on. Keep the kids away. <laughs> you did his voice really well, by the way. <laughs> I love him. I love him. My wife rode with him in New York and she was like, oh, my gosh, I love him. She just she loves his energy. He's just got the greatest energy. He does. So, he's like he's perpetually happy. It's yeah, amazing. He's he's great. He's when I'm not doing power zone stuff, he's my go to guy. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, anyway, seriously, guys, thank you so much. I, ha- I had a You're, great time hanging out with you guys. Thank you. Right. Bye bye. Bye. Here's today's recipe for success. Does Brian have a recipe for us? <laughs> uh, Brian said, let's see, and I, and I quote, not really a big cook, but I live in Sal- Southern California. So an in and out double double cheese fries and a chocolate shake, which sounded like something you would really he, dig. Someone finally got a recipe that I would eat. Yeah. Well done. Not really a recipe, but yes. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> and uh that's good stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what pray tell do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we are going to talk to Paul and Debbie Erickson, and you might remember that Paul and Debbie were our hosts when we were in Alabama. Well, for of course, the- I remember that. Well, the, oh, you mean the listeners? The listeners. Oh, okay. And uh, Paul is the race director, and his wife Debbie has MS, and so we are going to hear all about why they got the Peloton, how that, how. You're going to hear their life and how much they do for their community. And I don't even know how they get it all done in a day. So it's a really good story. Awesome. So uh, until then, where can people find you? People can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. I was having a conversation today with uh, Keith. And uh, so here's the deal. My coworker, Keith, he says... He says that you don't call it Facebook anymore. You call it the face and you don't call it Instagram anymore. You call it the gram. So you can find me. <laughs> I don't I, I don't think that's a real thing. I think that's just something he made up. Well, I kind of I kind of I came up with a new thing and he said people are going to laugh at me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. We'll see because nobody usually listens to this part anyway. That's so true. The, it, you can find me on the book, the gram and the bird at Clip Out Crystal. <laughs> and the bird. <laughs> I'll give you the bird. And you can find me on Facebook. 
at <laughs> facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. We're not making it a thing. I'm not. <laughs> or I'm too old to make things a thing. <laughs> or on uh, the Twitter <laughs> at the twitter.com slash Roger Kubert. <laughs> Say it in the oldest man way possible <laughs> So uh, you can also find the show on Facebook At facebook.com slash The clip out uh, and while you're there Join the group don't forget Apple Podcasts Rate review subscribe so uh, that's It for this one thanks for tuning in Hopefully if you're going to homecoming we'll see you This weekend and uh, until next Time keep pedaling and running Set yourself free Come on and take a ride with me Know what you need to know And what's it all